This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 224 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I'm going to be diving into growing an email list. Now, before I jump into that, I want to make sure that you grab the coordinating workbook. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose that simply sends, send me the growing an email workbook. I am ready for this. And I'll send you over the link or you can hop over to the show notes and I will have it there linked as well. But this is an episode that you're definitely going to want to work through. I don't want to hear any excuses from anyone talking about, oh, I don't need an email list. It is time for you to take your business seriously. And growing a list is a piece of that. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Okay, we're going to talk about growing an email list. Before we do that, I want to make sure that you grab the coordinating uh, workbook that goes along with this. So you can go to JennyMellers.com, growing an email list, guide. It's with spaces in between those words. And that guide will be there to be able to walk you through what we're going to be talking about today. So one of the things, the reasons that I wanted to talk about growing an email list is because over the course of the past 2020 in particular, we saw a dip in ad revenue where a lot of bloggers are used to relying upon ad revenue as part of their income that is coming in. Now, when there's a dip that happens unexpectedly because of something like a pandemic, that then, of course, affects our income. Now, if you were offering products or services and had diversification in your income, that dip doesn't hurt you as much. Now, not only did we see a dip in ad income, but we also saw algorithms changing, particularly on social media platforms like Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook. And because of that, the traffic that we were seeing to our site also took a dip, which then, of course, affected ad revenue as well. So one of the things that is very, very important is that you grow an email list that you can drive traffic to your site with those people that are already there. You, One of the quotes that I have put out on social media is that you don't want to build your business on rented space. And that's exactly what you're doing on social media when you put all of your content there and then don't have anything way to actually capture those people to make them yours. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of these platforms are not yours. Yes, you have a profile there, but at any point they could decide to shut down. We saw it happen with Vine. We saw it happen with Google+. All of those followers are then lost for those people that were on that platform. So it's really, truly so important that you make sure that you are growing an email list. So today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. So first, before we do that, I want to talk about two reasons in particular why you need to do this. The first is that email subscribers are three times more likely to share your content via social media than visitors from other sources. So because they're already in your list, they're getting this email from you that's telling you them about your newest content that out out, they're more likely to share that because those people have raised their hand and said, yes, I want to follow you. I want to be a part of the content that you are creating. So 
making sure that you are using that to your advantage. The other thing is that you are six times more likely to get a click through from an email that you send to your list than you are from social media. Because think about it. Just think about yourself. When you get an email and let's say you're online for Target with your child in a Um, in one of the strollers in front of you, in one of the carts, and you're at the checkout line and you just happen to glance at your phone and you open your emails. Well, if you see an email from someone that you have um, opted into, you're there, you love their content, and your child starts to try to stand up in the cart and you get distracted, you're not going to delete that email. You're going to leave it there and probably go back to it later. Now, I want you to think about, you go onto Instagram instead, same scenario, you're online with Target, the baby starts to stand up. You have swiped up to in their stories to something, to a piece of content that they have created. But now as your child starts to stand up, you totally close down the phone, right? And that link is now lost unless you try to dig back through their stories to find it. Highly unlikely. So you really want to start thinking about how can you grow your email list to make it easier for your people to engage with your content, okay? And one of the first steps is to determine what email marketing software you are going to use. So the how piece of this. Your email service provider could be anything from ConvertKit to Flowdesk, MailerLite, MailChimp, and MadMini. Now, many of you know that I prefer ConvertKit. I love the deliverability that it has and also the fact that I can create funnels and tag people and have email sequences that are automated and are automatically happening while I am sleeping so that I can make money while I sleep. Wouldn't that be a great thing to be able to do that? That's what we're looking to do with our email list. We're looking to diversify so that we can make income while we're sleeping on products and services that we've already created knowing that our people need this. Now, again, Make sure if you haven't already, you grab that workbook because this is where it's going to start to connect. I'm going to walk you through some of the questions that you need to answer in order to create an opt-in freebie lead magnet. Now, that sounds like a really long word. They're all the same thing. Some people refer to it as an opt-in. Some people refer to it as a freebie. And some people will refer to it as a lead magnet. They're all the same thing. They can be, those words can be used interchangeably. But what you're really trying to do is figure out a way that you can offer your people something in exchange for their email. And that way, they get something from you and you get something from them. And then you have a way to get in touch with them when you create new content, have something to offer for sale, all of those types of things. So the first thing that you need to think about when you're doing your opt-in is you need to know your ICA and what he or she wants from you. So that ICA is your ideal customer avatar, okay? Who is that ideal customer? What is it they are coming to you for? What problem are you solving? What are they going to get from you? When you are able to work through that and know that piece, it's going to make your content not much easier, but it also makes it so much easier to create an opt-in in which you are going to have people raising their hand and giving you their email in order to get onto your list in exchange for that opt-in. You also want to think about what easily connects with your content. I recently actually just had a conversation with one of my clients where we were going through and looking at some of her popular posts and saying, okay, well, is there an opt-in in that place? If you're getting 5,000 page views to a particular post and you don't have a single opt-in in it, that's a problem. You want to be able to capitalize on those people. And if you do have an opt-in in it and you're not getting that many signups, why? So you want to start to look at 
What is it that connects to your content? So if you have really popular posts, I want you to go through and look through your popular content. Make sure you list what they are and think about what's the connection to it. So for example, if we were talking about you had a post that was about Mother's Day gift ideas and you're thinking, okay, well, what can I possibly offer as an opt-in? I'm getting tons of page views to this. Well, maybe it's quotes for mothers or something along the lines of nice things to do for your mom for free, a guide, something along the lines that is going to actually coordinate to what you're doing. Now, with that in mind, you also need to think about what is your product or service. Because if you are putting together an opt-in that's quotes for mothers and you're actually offering an e-cookbook, that's not connected. Why would you want people to come onto your list? It's Mother's Day, and then you're trying to sell them an ebook. You want to make sure that your content is in line. So this also goes back to making sure that you're creating content on your site that actually pulls and attracts your ICA. That's why that ICA piece is so important because if you don't know who it is that you're trying to talk to, you're going to spread, capture and send out this wide net that's going to capture all these random people that are not in line for the problem or, that you are solving with your product or service. So make sure that there is a definite connection between that product and service that you're offering and the opt-in. That way you can easily have a funnel that is going to show them and drive them towards that. So you have an opt-in, which then you show that you're an expert in, you can help solve that problem. You do the very beginning stages, and then you offer the product or service that you can offer while you're sleeping through an evergreen funnel. So First piece, though, before you can get to the funnel is to have an opt-in so that you can capture those people. Now, the next question becomes, okay, how do we promote this opt-in? Well, the first thing that I want you to think about is what does your homepage look like? Do you have a squeeze page where what a squeeze page is, is you have an opt-in at the top of your near your header, and then you also have an opt-in in the footer. So it squeezes your content together and lets your people know that when they come to the homepage, what it is that you offer. So you can, they easily can opt in to your header or footer opt-in, but then they can also go down a rabbit hole and stay on your content and see what else you offer. One of the things, the reasons that I talk about this squeeze page is because it's important to have a link going to your homepage from Instagram. I know that a lot of people like to use Linktree, but I want you to think about your bounce rate and your time on page when you send them directly to a recipe or whether it's coming from Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook, wherever they're coming from, it's not as long because there's not as much of a rabbit hole to go down. Maybe you've linked to a couple other recipes at work, but if they don't have the ingredients for it, they're not going to go down that rabbit hole with you. Whereas if instead your profile links in Instagram to your homepage and you have a squeeze page where you offer two opt-ins as well as content that's there for like most recent posts, most popular posts, um, maybe even your products or services, what you offer. There's plenty of time that they will be spending going through all that content to stay on the page. And you're looking to actually capture them on your email. So you want to promote, promote them on your homepage as a squeeze page, header and footer. And you want it to actually be a button or an image that says and shows 
themselves what it is that you're promoting. So the next way we can promote actually connects to this. It's within content. When I talk about within content, what that is, is there's an image that's within your recipe, DIY, whatever it might be, that promotes the guide that you are offering that also shows them in that image what they would be getting up getting. Client that I worked with yesterday actually had these guides, had these um, forms in her middle of her content, and we were noticing that they weren't really converting. And what we saw was it had a picture of what it was, but it didn't tell me enough about it. I couldn't see if it was workbook pages or if it was um, fill in the blank or if it was actual recipes, whatever it might be. You want to actually show like a flat lay that has the pages kind of spanned out so that you can see what they're going to be getting out of that guide. Not that they can read it and actually just write in a notebook and do it, but so that they can see what is expected of them through that guide. So within content is important with an image that they said something along the lines of click here to download your guide. And then it shows a flat lay of the guide kind of spanned out so they can see what they're going to be getting from it. The other way in which you can promote is social media. And the most important one, one of the easiest ways that I have talked about so many different times in the podcast is using Instagram stories with polls. Because you can talk about that guide that you are offering and then do a poll towards the end of those stories that you've put together where it says, um, want the guide? Heck yes, and already have it. Now, again, you want to make sure that you're doing the heck yes and already have it, not no. Because the already have it is going to be the social proof that you need to show them that people are already downloading it. So that is going to be really important that you are making sure that you do that because it's easy for them to just click part of the poll. Now, with the poll, we all know is from few past episodes that I've talked about this, but you can swipe up on that poll and be able to see who has said what. And those that have said, heck yes, you can hit the little airplane, go over and into their DMs and drop and say, here is the guide and then hit enter. Now, this is important because I get a lot of people that will DM me and say, Jenny, I can't get my links to be live. And the reason that the links aren't live in DM is because they're going from a poll and they're just quickly dropping the link without saying anything. You need two sentences. So the first one says, here's the guide. And then you're going to see this little black bar down at the bottom of your phone pop up that says that you've sent a direct message. Click on that and it'll open up in that person's DMs and you'll see where you said, here's the guide. Now I want you to paste the link to your landing page for the opt-in. And now that link will be live in their DMs. You should even possibly see a preview if you have it set up of what that landing page will look like. So using it this way makes it super easy for people to be able to get into your DMs as we know that affects the algorithm and also creates that relationship with them. So making sure that you're promoting it. Now, with especially Instagram stories, you should be promoting your opt-in two to three times a week. There is no reason that you can't. You have to remember that stories only last for 24 hours. So if they missed it, they're not going to have seen it anyways. That's why you can promote two to three times a week, especially if you're doing three to five stories per day, which is the recommendation that I definitely give for stories. Okay, so we've talked a little bit more about how we can promote it. Now what we need to talk about is, okay, we've built this list. Now what do we do with it? Well, the first thing that you want to do is you want to create a welcome sequence that is in place with what to expect 
from you? How often you're going to be emailing them? What kind of content are you going to be sending them? What problem do you solve? And a welcome sequence can just be a couple of emails that they consistently get that tells a little bit more about it. Now, if you've downloaded my guide, you probably got offered my um, list growth. And in that list growth, those two different options, it goes into more depth about that sales sequence and also the buttons, how to create them, all the things that we've been talking about today. And that is definitely an option for you to grab, grab that. But with this welcome sequence, you want to make sure that you're introducing yourself and always having a call to action. So whether it's hit reply and tell me what your biggest struggle is or... Um, hop over and check out my latest Instagram post, whatever it might be. Now, you have the welcome sequence that just automatically happens. And again, I'm using the word sequence because that's the way ConvertKit uses it. You can use your other platforms for this, but you want it automated so that it's not something you have to do. You also should be emailing them with a broadcast if it's ConvertKit or just an email, whatever service provider you're using that actually sends them to the new content. So if you have a new recipe come out, a new DIY, you want to send an email that is short and sweet and that lets them know something new is there and then it's so great and this is why they want to go over to it. Now, this email that you send should not have a lot of pictures. You should not be doing multiple links to multiple posts. You should not be creating a newsletter. That is not what we are looking to do. When people have multiple links that they are offered to click like in a newsletter, they choose to do nothing. So if you want to increase your click rate, you want to be using this correctly so that it can actually drive traffic to your site as well as possible income when you have a product or service in place, then you want to make sure that you're setting up your emails to be short and sweet. You want them to look like an email from a friend. So it shouldn't be these big old paragraphs. You're going to separate your sentences with space in between them. And you want to remember that most people are getting their emails on their phones. So if they have to swipe 37 times to read your entire email, they're not doing it. They're deleting it. Short and sweet and to the point, and making sure that you are sending them to that new recipe, that new DIY, at least twice in that email. Once with a button is what I would recommend, where it says, click here to get the new recipe. We'll make it simple for them so they know exactly how to get there. The other way that you're going to use your email list is you want to sell them something. You want to offer them a product or service. Now, for a lot of my food bloggers, I always get pushback because they're used to monetizing just via ads. Well, we saw in 2020 what happens if you just monetize via ads. You're going to take a hit if ad income goes down. We know that there are certain things that are happening with Apple and Facebook and all these different ways that they're trying to have it so that its ads aren't going to possibly do as well as they have in the past. So it's really important that you set yourself up to have a product or service that diversifies your income for you. And the way in which you can do this, for many food bloggers, you probably already have a handful of recipes about the same topic, whether it is um, Whole30 appetizers or it is... Um, vegan salads, whatever it might be. And what you want to do is you want to create an ebook that has those recipes in it, as well as explains, let's do the vegan salad that actually tells them the best way to build a salad to make sure that it's vegan with your cheese or not cheese, or however you're going to use it to make it so that it's a vegan salad, right? Explains how to build it, then gives, let's say 15 recipes. 
that you already have on your site. This doesn't need to be new content. There's no reason that you need to reinvent the wheel. When it comes to creating that ebook, you can have recipes that are on your site already because people are paying for the ability to have it all in one place. It gives them some skin in the game when you actually charge them for these things. And what you will find is your people, when they love you and know that you're looking to make their life easier with these easy DIYs or easy recipes, are going to continually buy the things that you offer because you're making it simpler for them. They're not having to Google a recipe and then go to the site and then in the midst of them making it, their phone goes to sleep because they haven't touched their phone in however many seconds it is. Um, And then they can't get back to go to the recipe and figure out what the ingredients is. And they got to type in their code and their hands are a mess. And then they go to type it back in and they went through Google. So now Google has restarted for some dumb reason. Yes, clearly I have done this before and it's been a problem. But the point is, is that they want to have everything all in one place. And that's what you're providing with that ebook. So don't feel because you've already created this recipe and it's out on your site for free that you can't put it into an ebook because it makes it so much simpler for them to have it all in one place. So the biggest thing that I want you to make sure that you do is that if you have gone through this and you have not downloaded that workbook yet, download the workbook. We are going to make sure that that is linked so that you can easily find that. And if you are ready for the next steps, make sure that you take advantage of the list growth offers that I'm giving to you. Those offers are only good for like the first five minutes. So make sure that if you haven't already taken advantage of those, that you do. All right, you guys, I appreciate you as always. And we'll see you soon. All right. Well, there you have it. I am going to stress this again. You guys can easily send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, where I will send over the growing an email list workbook that coordinates with this episode. You really want to work through those five pieces that we kind of talked about in here and plot it out so that you can know exactly how you're going to go about growing your list, going through those specific things that I've talked about. As always, I appreciate you guys so much for listening in. If you haven't already left a rating and review, I cannot stress enough how much it helps in order for me to get great guests. They look at the reviews. If they don't see a decent amount of reviews, they are not going to be willing to spend their time coming onto the show. So I truly, truly appreciate it when you take the time to leave a rating review. It just makes it so much easier for me to book great guests and continue to grow the podcast with these amazing people that are sharing their expertise. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 